To have a good harvest, one must plant good seeds and must also use the right kind of fertilizer. The carrots have grown large and firm. How good they will taste. Well, everybody, Happy New Year. Even though it's a little late, we are back from our wonderful planning break. At least that's what I like to think. Um, we've done a Patreon episode or a subscriber episode, so check that out if you'd like. Uh, it's all about gardening in January, which, yeah, there's stuff to do, believe it or not. And um, Batavia just sent me a message that said she was doing the lovely task of shoveling snow. Yeah, so um, happy February 1st. Uh, we are recording on a snowy day in Chicago in January. So welcome to millions of uh, our world. <laughs> yeah. So I was actually outside thinking how fortunate I've been just personally. Like this is the first time I've actually shoveled snow this winter, which isn't necessarily the norm for us. So, Are you excited to see it? No, no. Mm-mm. Yeah, I, f- I feel for you. So now that we're back, I do want to say um, this is our fundraising time. So if you want to be a subscriber on Apple or a patron, please do so to help support the show. And um, you can join us on our Facebook page at Backyard Gardens Community Garden. And T-shirts and stuff like that. Links are below. Amazon list to get all of your gardening needs. All that stuff gives us a little bit of kickback. No extra cost to you. So on and so forth. So now that we've got through all that fun stuff, now it's time to have some real fun. So every year, faithfully, Miss Batavia and I have made gardening goals for the year. And every year, the first episode back from our little break, we have an episode where we talk about if we've met those gardening goals. But we don't talk about those throughout the year, so this is definitely going to be fun. Um <laughs> Because the way I operate is I just make a goal and I try to remember it and then I just go with it. But I'd usually do pretty good. And Batavia actually does pretty good, too. So while we're doing this, Leonard, if you could go ahead and send that list over so we can see. And gosh, I hope I don't gag when I see it. I made some stupid things. So we'll see. But we each make, what is it, five goals? Mm-hmm. So we try to make five goals. Just to keep things. We share five goals. How yeah. about that? And so, yeah, we share five goals. So this year, um, we're going to do this, then we're going to make our goals, and then we're going to get into a bunch of seed starting stuff and all kinds of fun stuff like that. So we're going to try and go through the garden year appropriately this year in order, but we'll see how well we can stay on track with that because Batavia and I like to talk. That's what we do. (laughs) All right, Batavia. Well, we also garden. Yeah, we do garden. Yeah, Yeah, we do do that. That, Do we? Or does it just a fake garden? That's what I want to know. Oh, did I say that out loud? You'll never really know. (laughs) There are people that know. All right. So do we let the Southern chivalry come out and let ladies go first? Or do we let beauty come before age? Which one is it? Let's go ahead with beauty. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Do I still win in that scenario? No, go ahead, buddy. (laughs) You are a little bit older than me. Yeah, it's funny. We were talking. I was talking to somebody. I was talking to um, the creator of the planter app the other day, and I was like, "Yeah, Batavia is older than me." And he's like, "Yeah, how much older is she?" Because it seems like she's, <laughs> she's like you make her sound like she's way older. And I was like, "Man, if you're one hour older than me, you're way older. That's all there is to it." So it's still a secret. Don't worry. All right. Oh, I'm not. I have no qualms. I am a tender young 46. As and you of this age past like a fine wine. How's that? Yeah, baby. I'm telling you, it's been in the barrels for years, sitting in the dark, <laughs> under oh, the staircase. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, gosh, I'm all wrapped up in my court. Okay, I'm good. That was almost a disaster. All right. Thank you, Leonard, for sending that over. My first goal, oh man, really? Do I have to go in order? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, do what you need to do. I'm going to go in order. Hopefully, my brand new spoiler, my brand new goal is going to be to look at my goals throughout the year instead of <laughs> making them and walking away. That's not fun. Clearly. That's not fun. All right. So my first goal, as Leonard wrote it, was I had an ultimatum from my wife. Grow corn and harvest 32 ears of corn this year. Each 
And then it says each square foot gives me one seed. Um, yeah, so I failed. I failed. Um, do you want to ask me how many years of corn I got? Was it wasn't thirty two if you failed. So was it was it three? No. Was it two? No. Mm. It was point two five. I got mm, a quarter mm, mm, ear mm. of corn. Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, okay. Point two five. Yeah, okay. Point two I f- registered that as two point five, no. you know, out of my plead for if you. If it was two point five, I'd be out in the street dancing. <laughs> Is that pitiful or what? But the silver line The way that we're able to readjust our go look, two point five would have been an absolute win. <laughs> Coming from thirty two, but okay, yeah, with it. But you know, um that failure it brought me a lot of knowledge. I um I learned how I planted wrong. I learned what happened wrong and then steps to go. And then what I also learned, cause I got 0.25 ears of corn, which was just like a really small and probably about the size of, I mean, your middle finger, not much. Um, I ate it raw and I learned that raw corn is really good. So there's that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it wasn't a total fail. Um, I, I just look at it as like, it's a process to keep going. So what I'm going to do this year is plant it thicker because I had pollination issues. That was my fault. So one square foot, I need to put like two ears, two seeds in each square foot. Um, so that would give me double the amount of corn in theory. And I, what happened was I had gotten some new soil and it had some weed seed in it, which wasn't a big deal. But the problem was the little weeds that were coming up were almost identical to the corn that was coming up. So I was having a hard time seeing the juvenile corn from the weeds. So, that, you know, mm-hmm. just dealing with that. But see, now I know the difference. And I mean, sometimes you just got to take the L. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So um, I don't want to hear what your what... corn harvest was like because it'll make me mad. Well, yeah, this is what a proper host does. Um, they back their way into what's going to be the flop of my 2023 garden yeah. goals. So I did this in advance of this episode and I know we're a few minutes in, but if you're like me and you want to hear all of the excitement that was wrapped around these goals when we released them last year, the episode aired on January 19th, 2023 and it's titled, did we meet? No. Oh, oh no, that's not it. It aired on February 2nd, 2023, our 2023 garden goals. All right. So it's a good episode. It tells you what our intentions were. And I'd come back and pick up from here uh, to hear our, you know, him and Han around what happened. No, in all seriousness, it's, you know, basically two hours of the evolution of a year. Right. Um, so with that in mind. You know what we should do next I year? I actually... Hmm? You know what we should do next year since we, this is so dumb. We're, you know, I feel like sometimes we don't think things through all the way, which is the organic part of the the replay. Yeah, this should be the last replay is what our garden goals were. So you can go right, you know what? There it is. Genius moment. Uh Everybody's probably listening like, don't do that. Don't do that. But. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So my garden year for corn I was, it was experimental. I didn't get 32 ears of corn. I got more than 2.5 um, or 0.25 or both. Um, I was doing a little bit of experimenting um, and I was planting corn in some small spaces. I bounced back and forth with that, like giving a, a crop the space I know that it truly deserves versus trying to really kind of beat the machine. And um, I had the prettiest uh, purple and white kernel corn in the backyard, but it was in the midst of all of those uh, pole beans. And as soon as I got to the point where I'm like, oh, it's almost time to harvest. And I felt like I looked up and it was like a week and a half later and it it was all bad. Now, the front yard corn did much better and I had it in a super tiny space. I honestly, my garden plan is 99.9% done, right? Like 95% done. And I haven't put corn in it. I'm just not sure if I'm I'm going to invest in it this year, but more on that. So um, I listened and I heard your desire and, and your approach to growing corn. So I do have uh, that benefit over you. You said you were going to grow it in the, um, what's my favorite garden? The wild, the wild garden. garden. Yeah. Yeah. 
uh, and you knew that it was going to be a challenge and to give you um, just a little bit of a nudge of encouragement. You thought this could be ideally you wanted it last year, but you thought it could be a two to three year, you know, Did I say adventure. That? You did okay. say that. Ooh, amen. Look at me. I padded mm-hmm. myself for the failure. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what that sounds like? What? Some version of. Yeah. Yeah. You're a good buddy. Here. Yeah. Um, but in all seriousness, uh, yeah, listening to it, you know, in hindsight, it's 2020. I felt the challenge coming into it. And you talked about how it was shady over there. And then separate apart, because I kind of tossed the idea of what your goals were as well. When I watched your garden last year and corn, it didn't occur to me. I didn't even think I remember that you had corn as a goal, but I saw the struggles and some of the reasons why. So then fast forward to recently listening to your approach. I'm like, okay, yeah. Yeah. You were really kind of raging against the machine, right? You know, really wasn't in an optimal place. Um, so do you like rage against yeah, the machine? Always this year. Hmm? Do you like Rage Against the Machine? No, I mean, I'm not necessarily a fan. It's just a pretty cool name. Yeah, okay. It, well, that's an amazing band, but okay. I just want to make sure because you're making me want to just be like, we got to stop recording and go listen to it. So we won't do that. <laughs> but I'm just going to say I'm killing in the name of. End of story. Um, <laughs> no, seriously. So, I, you know, I had kind of forgotten about that. And I guess, well, I don't want to interrupt you on yours. So, um no, no, no. Go ahead and wrap up corn. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, I guess one of the things is I'm not planting it in that garden this year because I really do want to mm-hmm. give it the best shot. Um, but mm-hmm. in that garden area, there's a limb that comes off a tree that has multiple limbs coming off of it. And I'm going to cut that limb because what I did, and if you have shading issues in your garden, just what I did is I stood out in my garden and I looked at the sun and I could see where the shade was coming from. And it's coming right through that limb. So I'm going to remove that limb this year. And that should let in another hour of sunlight, which is a big deal to let in that much sunlight. And I meant to do it in the fall. So I'd have it in the winter, which didn't work out well. But that's one thing that I'm going to do. And the other thing is the bed that I'm thinking about putting it in. I just went out there and put some fresh chicken poop in. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of letting that because, you know, corn is nitrogen hungry. So I'm going to let it break mm-hmm. down a little bit and see what happens. But that's how I, I hope to change that this year. And that's not going to it's a goal for this year, but it won't be one of my goals for this year. So I just want to kind of maybe we can remember that when we record that episode. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, um, my f- first listed goal and Leonard had this like kind of scratched out a little bit. And I know why it was write out my garden plan for 2023. Now you have to listen carefully, write out my garden plan for 2023. Didn't say in 2023. Cause if it would have said that <laughs> I'd have killed it. Cause all of December, man, I was rocking and rolling with the garden plan. I mean, the garden plan was for this year, but you know, yeah, <laughs> I guess details do matter. Uh, so I, I failed. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny because we, um, so I didn't do that. Um, I instead kind of winged it as I normally do. And um, the biggest impact of winging it, and I can't even remember the for sure why I didn't. So we made these garden goals like at the end of January, we, if we released episode in February, similar to what we'll be doing now. And then I had a cluster of things that happened when it came to seed starting, right? And so if I'm already starting seeds in February and I don't have my garden plan together already, I'm kind of like, I'm dancing with danger. Yeah. You know? So I can see the evolution of the mishaps in the garden last year. Like remember we talked about last year, what didn't go well in the garden, some of our fails, some of our successes. So it's all tying back to, I didn't start off with a solid plan and I knew I should clearly. Um, now, one of the things that I can say that um, without the garden plan, generally speaking, I did push for when it comes to planting out in the spring, um, the producer of the show would be saying that doesn't matter. That's what they would put, be putting cue card up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's I, there's really not much more I can say. I didn't do you, it. You failed. I paid for it. Yeah. <laughs> you failed. I may have I may have more relevant commentary for the rest of them, but that one's just like <laughs> it happens. Yeah. You know, yeah. but I, I will say this. Um 
knowing you as well as I do, and I, I know you, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say, I know you very well. Um, mm-hmm. You didn't do it that last year, but you did it for this year. And that is, I, I'm going to go ahead and give you a win because that's not three years. That's <laughs> well, I mean, I've been gardening for like 17 yeah. years. So that's, there's that. So this is the thing. This is what's important. And this is just the growth of a human. Sometimes I really need to get bit by the thing. Oh, gosh. For me to, you know, act right. You know, I got the venom in me. Um, I've been bit so many times. I'm nothing but venom. (laughs) (laughs) It's terrible. Uh, Oh, I forgot to tell everyone. New year, new me loaded a few days ago. I caught it, too, on the phone. I I saw it upload. It was was amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, the circle was like, it was like a dialogue. Yeah. It, somehow, some way, I went back to like the early 2000s. And it was like, <laughs> it took forever, but it finally yeah. loaded. <laughs> and no call waiting happened. You pushed star 82. We were good to go. Um, You know, I want to say because, well, first of all, you were smart and you used a link below and got a significant mm-hmm. discount on the planter app. And I think that may have helped you a little bit. Well, no, for and sure. And it would help if all of our listeners, to- too. Yeah, if you fast forward to like finally, re- and I had good success in my garden, generally speaking, but there were clearly some holes and there was clearly some frustration and some time spent, a little bit of stress around some things kind of in the moment as the garden season went on. And by the time I got to the end of the garden season, like what we generally consider like, you know, the most popular growing season, um, I was just like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing this. Yeah, again, you're done. Right. You know, and I don't think we've talked about it in earnest on our regular episodes, but a hint of it again is in the episodes around, you know, the fails and successes. I went at a time where my garden was active enough and I started that plan. Right. And I massaged it for months to be quite frank. Not, I wasn't working on it every single day. You know, I was going in on the planter app and making adjustments and I've made adjustments as recently as this week, you know, tweak a thing here, tweak a thing there. But the, the core of it um, is really solidified. And, you know, unfortunately it was, you know, in some cases a frustrating year by my own hand. And that was me getting bit like, Oh, that's a sobering experience. Let's do better next year. That's yeah, very sobering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I'll say this. If you don't have a good plan, I don't care what you use. We definitely recommend the planter app. But if you, whatever, it's it's like trying to tame a wild horse. You know, our gardening minds, I don't think we can really handle creating a plan on the fly. I think it starts off good. But as the season progresses, and it doesn't even matter if I have a good plan, it still kind of falls by the wayside at some point. And it's really hard to stay on track. That's an issue I have. Well, it also creates a level of discipline yeah. um, because my eyes get big. You know, you get to spring, you get to summer, you know, seedlings are everywhere. You like, you start to see other people's gardens. You're like, oh, maybe I'll try this and maybe I try that. And it doesn't mean that you don't leave any room for, oh, I want to do a new thing, you know, that I hadn't thought of before. Um, but you know, the end of the day, I want a few things in my garden, you know, beauty is one of them, but food is absolutely one of them. And, you know, if I want my garden to be the most productive, a strong plan, I know this. I mean, it's again, it's, this is not any different than most things in your life, yeah. you know? And so, um, that's why I set the goal to begin with. Um, I leaned on kind of my old ways with kind of just, you know, muscling through, yeah, <laughs> muscling through in the garden. Yeah. Muscling through and got things planted um, and, you know, left some spaces open because I didn't wasn't quite sure what I wanted to plant come July when I, I emptied a bid and so on and so forth. And, you know, I because that experience was so recent, I was able to lean on that and tighten up the plan going into this year. So I'm not going to say I'm glad it happened. You know, yeah. <laughs> I wish I could have gone through this effort, you know, in the close of the the winter last year coming into the 2023 growing season. But I didn't, you know, and um, I'm pretty, pretty pleased, though, to say that I've since reconciled that yeah i'm glad well i'm glad it happened because i think that it really lit a fire under you and i can tell that it Mm. did throughout this off period that we've had from the show um Mm. you know 
I don't know how many times you mentioned, you know, how many times you mentioned to me you were making a plan. And I, I, I think that it was uh, um, not purposeful, but it, it was almost like you wanted me to cheer for you. And I wouldn't do it to your face. But when I'd hang up, I'd be like, you do it. Go for it, girl. I know you got this. Like, I was proud of you because that's not your M.O., and no, it's not for this, no. not for and this. It's, I love the freedom of, mm-hmm. you know, doing what I want when I want to do it in the garden, because there are other parts of my life where I'm much more rigid, much more structured, much more organized. Um, and I've just enjoyed the freedom, you know, of being able to say, oh, I'm going to change my mind. I was thinking about this here. And and then I r- realized it all came to uh, to a head last year when I realized I think it was the after the garlic I pulled the garlic up and the end of sometime in the end of July which I pulled up late and there's a whole story which we'll dig into as the season progresses on the show but I pulled up my garlic late but it was in July and then that bed didn't get any new things planted until the end of October and there was no logical reason for it not to other than I was kind of, you know, undecided about the what. Right. But you better believe that same bed coming into this year. I'm looking at the app and saying, all right, this is what I'm going to start with. And this is where I'm headed. It's a good feeling. It too. is a good feeling. And, you know, I know that people like the freedom, but, you know, what's more important to me is the harvest. And when you have a, mm-hmm. a, a solid idea of what you're going to do, the harvest comes and it's mm-hmm. it's very yeah. empowering. So, yeah. um, well, I. You know, you failed, but I think it worked out in the right way. So Mm -hmm. a lesson definitely was learned. Yeah. All right. My second one. Growing more essential edibles, meaning onions, carrots, cabbage, real staples. Um, I still love this goal. I said that in the episode. Yeah, I still love this goal. So I met that goal. I grew. Yeah. I grew onions. Finally. Yeah, finally. <laughs> 30 minutes in, we got what? It's only the second goal I had. Jeez, don't make me well, feel like a failure forever. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I, I definitely met that goal. I grew, um, I planted in one bed gar- a row of garlic and then three rows of onions, which consisted of 96 onions. Um, I harvested onions. I ate onions for a couple months the mistake that I made is I put my garlic in front of my onions. So as the garlic grew, it shaded the onions. Um, and I decided to stick with that plan of garlic and onions in the same bed because they both get harvested around the same time. But I flopped it so the onions are in front. And so far this year, they're growing more. Um, they're bigger than they were. So that's working out well. Um the other thing was the carrots. So I grew carrots and, you know, it didn't seem like I was getting a very good harvest. But when I look back, I actually had a pretty good harvest. I didn't get any giant carrots, but I got carrots. Um, you know, we all know the story of the doorknob cabbages. So, But I, I was harvesting cabbages. Mm-hmm. So these are definitely the staples that we had gone for and continue to meet. And that's been an on, that's going to be an ongoing goal at this point is to continue that on the onions for the simple fact of I can grow them in winter time. So I like the idea of them being in the ground waiting to grow. I can plant them when nothing else is being planted. So it's like that bed is used up and it's just one less bed I have to worry about. So that worked out really good. Um, the, the carrots, I don't know. I don't know what the story with the carrots were. I kind of struggled with them a little bit last year. There was some overcrowding, which sometimes matters, sometimes doesn't. I was, I was, I had a very poor plan when it came to carrots. I was kind of got to a point where I was just like, let me see what I can get in the ground. And I was just mm-hmm. sowing carrots constantly. So it didn't really work out like I want. Um, I did get some carrots out of my greenhouse. Not many, though. So that worked out. But we definitely tried a bunch of things and we went in heavy again with the onions and the cabbages for fall and for spring. We'll do the same thing and we're going to sow more carrots for spring. So all in all, it was definitely, I think, a win. Um, I can't think of another like essential edible. And what an essential edible is, in case you don't know, is like 
it's a staple item for your cooking. You know, um, onions go in everything. Carrots are very, they, they store for a long time. They're very versatile. Uh, we start, we had so many last year. My son only ate fresh carrots from the garden for about six months. We were making smoothies and cooking them and canning them. So we did well with that. And then uh, what was the other one? Oh, cabbages. Cabbages can go into a lot of... We cook a lot of soups and stuff. So that is an essential edible. And it stores for a long time. So we'll continue that path. And I'm actually searching now for what could be the next essential edible. You know, I don't know what that would be. Um, but we're, we are essentially searching for something to add that would be an essential edible. Yeah. I was going to ask about that. Um, what the next one is. So, yeah. You if know, you figured out last year, if there was something else that you'd add to your list going forward. I thought it was going to be, uh, white potatoes or Irish potatoes, whatever you want to say. And I just don't think that is, we don't eat a lot of them. Um, you know, sweet potatoes are. But they are, I mean, that's been done here. So, you know, as far as something new, I really don't know what it's going to be, but we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah, I've been thinking about it. And um, I remember last year saying, you know, I liked it so much I wasn't adding it to my list officially and I didn't. Um I don't know if I have, maybe I, I would have actually met one of these goals. Um, but I, I think about like, for me, there are a couple of pieces enjoying, you know, something that I'm going to use, but something that also is going to have a, a shelf life, you know? So, um, potatoes are I'm at the end of my potato harvest I had about 40 pounds of potatoes and I put them in a lot of my canning recipes. Um, but I, the conditions to store them aren't ideal for me, mm-hmm. you know, and so I'm still trying to figure out, you know, um, I have them already plotted in some, some beds, like, you know, assigned to some beds. And I don't know if I ever am going to grow like a hundred pounds of potatoes and quantity doesn't matter as much when we talk about this, but I don't know if I'm ever going to grow a hundred pounds of potatoes. Cause I don't think I could use them you know, before they, they go bad, yeah. you know, I mean, I could technically, I could can them, you know, all of them if I wanted to. And there's that, but I really don't want to, I want to be able to use them in different ways. Um, so then I look at something like, um, carrots, it's actually a, a pretty big one for me. I didn't grow many carrots at all last year. Um, so I am, they are a bigger part of the plan, but there's also the bit of like, sometimes you have, you know, on again, off again years, you yeah. know, where you grow more of a vegetable in one year and then the next year you don't grow it as much. And, you know, the third year you do and so on. So um, I think it's an interesting exercise to go through because it allows you to kind of walk through all the steps of it. When should you be planting it? How much are you thinking that you're going to harvest from it? How are you going to use it? You know, and does that then qualify it as an essential edible for you? You know? Yeah. And I mean, you know, I, I hesitate to be like tomatoes are an essential edible because I don't know. I just, I don't, it doesn't fall in line for me because it doesn't store well. Canning has multiple uses, but you know, in my area, if you go to a, a cookout or as you like to refer to as, as a barbecue, canned white potatoes are a staple. You're going to get that everywhere. You're going to get canned white potatoes, green beans, a Hawaiian roll, and some pork. That's just how it is here. And so if he, if we did do enough white potatoes to where we were canning them, then I think that would suffice to be a, um, a staple. So, you know, we could we could look into it as, as that avenue. And I thought about canning them last year, and I just I just never got to it. I just, you know, I would kind of look up and yeah, was reading I, the instructions. I have on my list uh, testing out like the sh- the taste at various points because I, from the year before last, the twenty twenty two garden season, I had some potatoes that I can. They were, oh gosh, I can't remember. They were the store. No, no, they were homegrown because remember I canned a combination of homegrown and store bought. And um, the jar open, which was probably a year old, was kind of gummy. Yeah. You know, and so I don't know if it was that particular potato that I grew. Um, I remember eating them earlier and I don't remember them being gummy, but I can't remember if I was eating the same type of potato, you know. So there is some curiosity around that. The last thing I want to do is put something in a shelf, you know, freeze something, whatever have you, however I'm storing it. And it's just kind of like, eh, 
you know, it really wasn't good. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's a waste of all of our time. Can we try again? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, but for us, it was, um, and I, I enjoy them, growing them. So there, there is that as well. All right. What's your next one? All right. So for me, does that make a, oh gosh, I'm only on number two. We got to pick up. I know. Uh, we got to pick up the pace. This pace. Well, this is going to be the easy one. I didn't do it. I didn't <laughs> open the garden no later than the first day of spring. So this meant for me prepping the garden spaces, starting to harden off if the weather permits, planting something within one week of working. It's that last bit that I didn't do. I actually looking back because remember about, you know, a couple of months later, once we got to spring, I wasn't actively tracking it. I have pictures on the day after the first day of spring bringing out veggies, lettuce, chard, kale to harden off. So I was doing that and I went back and I checked the weather, you know, cause I was looking for some explanation as to why I stumbled through this. I checked the weather and it was generally speaking what you want for spring and cool weather crops. You know, we had a couple of days between spring and our average last frost, which is mid April here. We had a couple of days where we got down to freezing or below freezing, but not many, you know. Um, so I don't know for certain, but I think the first real plantings went in around April 12th or something. That's well after spring. So I was in the garden uh, quite a bit. So I hit some of those points. Um, so I don't think it's a complete, um, you know, failure for the goal. Uh, but it's kind of one of those things. It's a little bit embarrassing because the goal wasn't actively on my mind come spring. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it's hard to I come look, out of that it, winter slumber, though. Yeah, it is. And I also look and say if I was hardening off things the first, the day after spring, so I think it was like the 21st or 22nd or something, planting it the way that it's written. I mean, I assume Leonard didn't edit this the way that's written. You know, I should be planting a week within spring. When is the first day of spring? Do you know? Um, I know it's it's like right at the twentieth of March. Of March, yeah. Yeah. So that being said, um, do you think that you could? How much earlier do you think you could have got those plants in the ground with no cover? Well, that's what that's what I'm saying. That's my help. So this year it's March twenty fourth and then last year it was march 20 excuse me this year is march 19th 2024 uh spring last year was march 20th 2023 so i have photos of me hardening things off on march 21st there was no way i would be out planting you know before the end of march if i just started hardening things off yeah Right. You know, so, you know, at that time of year, you're not necessarily getting the time you need to harden things off every single day. You know, sometimes the weather is, you know, a bit more challenging so that those plants aren't staying out there so long. But again, it wasn't like I was marching towards that goal. So that's the really starting point. Um, So I think that I had enough starts to um, have started to harden things off probably the week prior based on the weather that I look back on. So like a week before spring and then for sure a week after the first day of spring, I could have planted and put some things under some cover just in case. Yeah. Um, have you thought about hardening stuff off in the, at night when it gets cold, putting it in your garage that's unheated? Um, I've done that, you know, from Does time that work to time. Well? More closer, closer to the things that I, I harden off in like spring going into summer, just to be quite frank, it's out of laziness, but I do get the point of it's the weather's still cooler. Well, it's um, more gentle on the plant. Yeah, you know, you don't have the wind to to fight with, um, and you're not going back and forth with that, you know, kind of warm house. Yeah. Cold well, let me outside, let me ask you a question: warm How outside. warm do you keep your house inside? Um, I hover right around seventy degrees. Oh yeah, you'd freeze to death in my warm. house. So, I mean, if you think about it and you're hardening stuff off, like putting it in an unheated garage, even if it gets down to like 28, it's still going to be, I mean, I would imagine probably 35 degrees in there at night, which is really good because you're kind of easing it into that. Um, you know, I think that what I hear from this is it's very encouraging because I can remember clearly you not planting anything until May. And now we're yeah, marching sure. right now. You're doing a death march into a month before your last frost date, putting plants in the ground. Like it sounds to me this year, if everything goes right, you will 
have something in the ground before your last frost date. Yeah. And so it wasn't just plucked out of nowhere. The goal was to challenge myself to get out into the garden earlier because now, excuse me, now I'm a believer. Right. You know, so if you go back to when I talk about planting in May, you know, I was buying all of my transplants, things weren't in the stores for, well, I wasn't going to the store to look for things to buy until that time of year. Right. You know, so by then I'm buying tomato transplants and things like that, you know. Um, And so then you transition to when I'm starting a lot of the things by seed on my own. I still struggled, you know, like almost kicking and screaming about this weather being too cold for the plants, just not believing it. And it took a couple of years to see things, you know, nature has to prove it to you sometimes to see things doing just fine to see spinach that overwintered accidentally. You know, it's like, it's, there's new leaves in, in March. Yeah. You know? So, uh, so yeah, these plants are ready for it. You know, you just need to get them prepared and get them out there. Um, so I think that I didn't say it as a multi-year goal. Um, I think it would always be a challenge to take advantage of the weather as early as possible. Cause there's also some, you know, there's some other impacts to it. Even with the shoveling of the snow this morning, it was nice to be out because, you know, the weather's getting, by the time you all hear this, we'll be past, past it, but we're getting Arctic temperatures, you know, 10 degrees below zero, you know, um, is, is the weather that we're looking ahead uh, to. And I'm not going to be out hard yeah. up. You know, so to be able to get out, you know, for a little bit this morning in a fresh air, you know, when it's snowing, it's not really cold, cold. Um, So you go fast forward a couple of months to the spring. It's I enjoy the time when I'm working out there right now. It's about how do I make the most of it? And the intention last year was to get things planted and to not stall around, you know, you'll make it. I mean, you're you're on track to meet your schedule. So. I give you, um, I don't give you a win on that one, but I definitely give you a uh, an encouraging note. Mm-hmm. All right. Progress. My third one, it says minimum 30, two beds of potatoes in David's bed. So I think that means 30 pounds of potatoes was my goal. Um, I planted two beds of potatoes. David wanted, my, David's my son. He wanted to grow um, a bed of potatoes. And so we did that. We got him in a little bit late, um, and he and I had a little wager about who would grow more, and um, I I smoked him, basically. <laughs> um, but, you know, it wasn't like, oh, I'm better than you. I'm better than you. It was um, <clears throat> what happened. So we met our 30-pound goal. I believe we met our 30-pound goal. If not, we were very happy with what we got. Um, but what happened was we got fire ants in our bed and a lot of people I've read and I did a video about this on Sandy Bottom Homestead on YouTube where I was talking about because I had it also happen to my broccoli where the fire ants a lot of people will say ants are good for your bed because they create channels in it the water can pass through and um, my experience has been they decimate plants Um, they just kind of eat the stems and it's just it's an uphill battle so my bed got attacked and then his bed got attacked. I was able to get my bed under control, kind of figuring that out. I mean, I know how to kill fire ants, but I don't want to put like poison, straight up poison in my bed. So I was trying to figure it out. Neem oil seemed to help. So I'll step that up a little bit. Um, but his bed, we got maybe five pounds of potatoes, which was kind of a bummer. I was hoping that he would get the, you know, the 20 pounds and I'd get the five pounds or whatever. Um, but it is what it is. We're going to do the same thing again. He's going to get a bed and he'll probably want to grow potatoes again because he enjoyed it. Um, and just have to stay on top of it. But we plant out in February. So it's going to be a Valentine's day, roughly tomato planting. And, um, I need actually probably today or tomorrow go look for some potatoes, but um, we're going to do the same thing again this year. It worked out really good, and that met our goal. And going back to the essential edibles, like I ate those potatoes. and I mean, 30 pounds of potatoes is not a lot. That's three bags of potatoes, and it took us six months to go through them. I mean, they were chitting, and I was like peeling them off eating them. So um, that's why I was saying like I don't think it was really a staple. Wasn't not really sure, but 
uh, going in line with it. I want to try different um, varieties this year. So I'd like to try like a canning variety. Um, I don't care what kind of variety it is. I feel like you can cook them any way you want. But when it comes to canning and stuff like that, there's I agree with you. There's got to be a potato that's better for canning. And so we're going to look into that because the benefit of us both having a bed was really nice because what happened was I grew my bed of potatoes, I harvested it, and then I let it sit. I'm not going to go into the next part of what I want to do this year because it's actually one of my goals, but I let it sit and then I was able to put my um, Brussels sprouts behind it like almost two months later, which was unfortunate that it was that long because I felt like I was missing grow time, but that's just the way it is. So we're going to change that aspect of it a little bit. Um, And I don't know if his bed is included for like the rest of the season, but I'm going to go ahead and include it. And unfortunately his bed kind of, it kind of became a failure point. Um, he wanted to grow watermelons. I already had watermelons planted, so I told him no. Um, and I kind of, I did what a father should not do and talked him out of it. And I feel kind of bad. Um, so this year I know he's going to want to grow melons again. So I'm going to give him a whole bed. I'm going to put two melon plants in it, just two and just let them have all the room they need. And hopefully he'll get some watermelons. Um, but for the most part, it was a win. I, it was unfortunate that his failed, but it's like, I mean, I sat him down and he was bummed out, but I was like, you know, David, this is part of it, man. You know, you, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. I was like, it's your first garden. You got five pounds of potatoes. I was like, I tell you what, let's go in there and make some, you know, mashed potatoes. And we made them and he was happy. Um, so it's just kind of the working process. And it was a good lesson for him to learn. I just didn't want him to learn that lesson that way. But yeah. I did have him involved in my potatoes, and I told him, I was like, look, I was like, I know we have separate beds, but we did this together. So, you know, this is a win for both of us. And I mean, he was happy. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I remember watching that video, and I was, you know, rooting for, no pun intended, for David to come out big. But I mean, I think this is it um, was such a you know, this anticlimactic is- video. I'd like, and I even asked him, yeah. I said, do you want me to put this on YouTube? And he's like, will I be famous? And I was like, well, I mean, neither one of us are famous, but um, I don't know. And he was like, you know what, daddy? He's like, do you think it'll help somebody? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, then let's do it. And I was like, so you're okay to put egg on your face to help somebody else? And he was like, yeah, daddy, it's the right thing to do. I said, well, let's do it. So I was proud of him. He, He grew up as a man a little bit more that day, and I was happy. My nose is high, my eyes. I just can't. Okay. um, You know, uh, just uh, quick facts. We need to take a break. So um, I've read before red potatoes are best for canning. And so I wanted to be able to kind of share the why. And so per the Penn State Extension Service, I'm telling you, we be preaching about the local extension services. And because it doesn't matter, like this is what it is. It doesn't matter that it's in Pennsylvania. Um, Select a waxy or boiling kind of potato. Most red skin potatoes are suitable. Many white or gold round new potatoes with thin skin work well as as well. Um, Avoid potatoes that are typically used for baking, such as russets. And it's their mealy texture does not result in good quality canned potatoes. And so um, I do know people that, you know, can rusted potatoes, can all of the types of potatoes that they use. And I don't think and I've actually tasted some. I don't think that it's like they immediately don't taste good. But I think over time, yeah. you Storage. know, and it's probably what I'll look to see what kind of the purple Viking, I think, is the one what type of potato that's considered, you know, if it's considered more of like in the russet type family. Um, but anywho, and that's what one of the ones that kind of had that mealy taste that I was talking about. Um, but I, I basically, you know, got my immersion blender out hit it a couple of times and <laughs> added some butter, a little bit of milk and salt and pepper. And it was all good. I mean, you know, there's always a way to make it better. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. So, um, Gosh, I mean, we're going to we're going to get to some good stuff here, but this is all similar to the lesson with David. Everything isn't shiny. Everything isn't like score, score, score. So the next thing was grow three new things, veggies, herbs or fruits. And I saw this in advance and 
I said in the episode, it's to be determined. Critical mistake. I stated the goal and I didn't identify the vegetables or the herbs or the, the, you know, the fruits. And because I didn't identify them, that was, it was very easy for me to kind of shuffle that, that goal aside. So the only thing that I can recall that was new that I had plans on growing last year that I attempted to grow was the honey uh, walnut squash, the winter squash. Mm -hmm. And, um, I seeded it multiple times it didn't take so i it didn't produce at all in my garden but for that particular vegetable i bought a couple from the farmer's market and i the, the tears that i just had in my eyes for david i had those similar tears when i roasted i mean they're super small they produce a rich i knew they produce a really small squash um, I roasted some, I roasted some sweet potatoes as well. And I feel like they were sweeter, you know, cause they have a nuttier you know, flavor compared to a sweet potato. I was just like, oh, you go back on my list for 2024. This, you are back on my list. Was this the honey nut it's squash? Honey, it's honey walnut squash Okay, or honey nuts. Yeah. Honey nut squash. So I got honey nut squash this year to grow. I picked it out. I'm super excited. Everybody, when I did a video about it, everybody was like, you've got to try it. It's the best. So I'm glad that's just another affirmation. This may become a staple. Like we're waiting to see if this could be a staple. I saw it's a pretty new variety as well. I think it's like, you know, it's less than 20 years old. Um, and a guy that I watch a cooking show on, um, he cooked with it like two years ago or something. And I saw, and I said, huh, you know, so I poked around, um, and he, the way he described it, you know, I can kind of still remember it, um, is exactly what I got from it after I roasted it. And I, it's one of those kind of things, right? Like I could have just given up on it, you know, it's just one package of seeds that I had, but farmer's market, man, you know, I stay with one of my good girlfriends. I stay in the farmer's market and that's such a good use of do you want to grow it you know should you continue to grow it look at how you know i ask questions while i'm there like hey when did you all plant these you know the reason why i like this particular variety for me because i've had some mixed results when it comes to winter squash is because it's a smaller actual fruit which means that it doesn't need as much time to ripen compared to like a um you know a butternut squash right which would produce something that's much larger. So yeah, it's back on the list for 2024, not necessarily as a goal, but it's a part of my garden plan. Um, uh, so I didn't grow it, but I tried to last year and I kept on racking my brain. Like I tried a couple of new varieties of things, but they were the same vegetables. Right. So I don't know if growing new things as a kind of general statement is going to be on my future goal list. I think I'm, I'm honing in more so on the things I know for sure that I want to grow. And then again, the novelty of like, you know, carving out, oh, you need to grow a new thing for now is wearing off. A new thing could be a new variety, though. A new thing could just be a new variety. Yeah, it could be. It could be. I don't think that that was the intention, though, last year. Yeah. It's hard to read Leonard's notes to know what my intentions were. (laughs) Because, again, remember, I have some comments around the idea of stating the goals once in really never going back to them i like it i think it's fun (laughs) let's move on to your next one. okay well before we get on to the next one everybody i need to tell you guys about the planter app um it's an amazing thing amazing app and actually i've come to realize that is it's becoming an all-in-one place for your gardening planning so it's consistently being added to and developed and made into this powerhouse that is so affordable. You can get it below. There's a link that'll give you a significant discount on a membership to it. Uh, the yearly member or lifetime membership. So you pay once and you're done. Uh, it's just, it tells you everything you need to know from companion planting to rotations is visual drag and drop square face, square foot interface. It's a beautiful app. Um, you definitely need to check it out. It's available on the Google and Apple stores. It's uh, called the Planter app, the P-L-A-N-T-E-R app. And like I said, it's continuously being developed and added to. So I know that they're adding new features. I don't know if I can tell you what features are coming 
because I don't know how that works. I should probably figure it out. Um, I expect I'll get an email after this episode about that. But there are new features coming out that will make it one more streamlined, two more in depth, and three more organization for you for your garden, which hopefully throughout this episode, you've clearly heard that we all need a little bit of that. And I'm sure if you look down in your deep down in your garden heart, you know organization is key when it comes to having a successful garden or a gardening homestead, either one. So please get the planter app and use the link below. Get yourself a discount. Now... Here's a here's a good news, bad news scenario. I wanted to grow in my greenhouse throughout the summer, specifically husk tomatoes and okra. And I did that. And I also added zucchini. And there's a couple things that occurred there. I learned so much from this. Um, one, we got husk tomatoes out the wazoo. I made a couple cans of husk tomato jelly. It's great. Um, great experience. Didn't say it was great to taste, but it was a great experience. Um, the okra did not do so well. The zucchini did not do so well. And here's the deal. Pollination is an issue. So what do we know about tomatoes versus zucchinis? Go ahead, Batavia. What do you know about them? Tomatoes versus zucchini pollination wise? Mm-hmm. I don't know what I should know about tomatoes them. are open pollinated. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So well, I know yeah, that worked yeah. out great. But if they need, mm-hmm. if they need to be pollinated, and look, everybody, I know you see, you can pollinate them yourself. Look, I don't have time for that. I got podcasts to record and videos to do and other projects and gardens to take care of and bees and all. I don't have time to walk around with a paintbrush and pollinate things. That's why I've got eighty thousand bees next to it. But they couldn't get into the greenhouse. So now that we know that. We're going to modify this and we're going to try and find open pollinated plants to put in there that can tolerate high heat because, my God, it was hot in there. Now, the issue was not only was it hot in there, but then the wasps move in. And I walked in there and got stung like four times. Mm. It was miserable. So we're going to have to be better about that. But, um, you know, it, it was worth a shot. It was a good chance, I think, maybe. Just maybe we can get a, you know, a determinant tomato in there this year on the other side of the bed and maybe, you know, pull something out of it. So we'll see how that happens. But uh, it was definitely a good experience. I can tell you that there is absolutely no way I could grow throughout the summer in there. But I think I can get a jump on summer and get a harvest a little bit earlier. So that's what we're going to try and do. We'll see how it works. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, your space, your decisions. There's some nothing things good I think comes about. out after that. Nothing good. Yeah, no, no. There's some things I think about when it comes to like that greenhouse, and I wonder like it's seasonal, you know, yeah. quite literally, you know. And I think that um, I mean, I saw some good things, you know, some small baby leaves produced, which I know you love. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think that as long as you can, when you're not growing, keep it mulched to keep the weeds down. You know, I'm all good with their months that you're not growing it yeah. because it's just too hot, you know. But I appreciate you trying to, you know, push the envelope and see what you could get out of it. I mean, you got to, you know, what what what's it going to hurt? So what? I mean, I raise my own plants. So, I mean, what mm-hmm. I waste like three cents, whatever, you know. <laughs> Yeah, and I put right. a watering in-ground watering system in it, so I don't even have to walk in there to water it. So it's just kind of one of those things. I mean, you know, I, I wasn't riddled with disease. I didn't have crazy insect pressure. So it was, it, you know, it was a good experiment, and we're just going to continue to tweak it. And, I mean, learning that open pollinated versus, you know, insect pollinated that you can focus. Like, now we've narrowed down even more what we can put into it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right, I'm going to make quick work of this. This is number four for me. Double the amount of green vegetables and the amount of vegetable-based sauces that I preserve. So I barely made this go from a green vegetable standpoint. I was speaking specifically around things like green beans. Um, So I 
didn't can any of those from my garden. I did pick up some from um, the store and I canned some of those. I wanted to kind of see like, all right, you know, what's this going to taste like afterwards, yeah. right? Fresh green beans that, you know, I bought. Um, but I canned quite a bit of collard greens, pressure canned those. So there's that. You hear the smile of my voice? Mm-hmm. Are they good? Baby. <laughs> Did you? Okay, hold on, hold on. Did you pressure can them in water or in your juice that you make? Oh, that's a good question. I know it is. So the broth or the pot liquor, I canned them in the bro- uh, the pot liquor. So I cooked them a bit. Not like I would normally, not, not the total time that I would normally cook them on the stove. Because I always talk about how I make them, you know, Southern uh, style. So I didn't cook them the total time. I cooked them just enough so they started to, you know, take a little bit of the bite out. Because they were in the pressure canner and they were pints for like 90 minutes or something. Um, and I pressure canned some just flat out with the greens in the pot liquor or the broth, the juice that the, I mean, obviously I started off with water was as my base added some smoked meat let me say that season all that stuff up um then added my greens let them cook and then i took the greens out and then i topped put to put into the jars i topped the uh jars off with that same pot liquor so i tried that and then i all i i can just regular pot liquor because that's how i roll and I also canned some with the smoked meat which maybe isn't necessarily recommended um so you know basically i could and which I have done, open a jar, put it into a skillet or a pot and warm it up. And I'm, I mean, I'm eating greens. Um, Perfect. So it's a beautiful it thing. Is. Now I'm a real quick on the sauces. I did more, um, more sauces, everything from pestos to uh, pepper, tomato sauce. Now this is the cheat here. A lot of the things I did, tomato products will, we have to talk specifically about tomatoes and preserving for me in the future. But I bought a lot of second tomatoes, which are not the prettiest tomatoes, but instead, you know, they they are going to taste just as good uh, from the farmer's market because I wanted to see how many tomatoes did I need to produce X jars of sauce. And so I did a lot of that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think that let me just I'm going to give it away. This may be the last year in a few years where I grow as many tomatoes as I plan on growing this year. You may see fewer tomatoes in my garden in future years, but we'll talk about the why later on. So, yeah, that's that goal. You know, it's crazy. Um, I'm glad to hear that because that's going to open up more space for you. But, um, mm-hmm. well, yeah, we'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. So, in the interest of time, let me get to mine. Um, and I want to read it because I want I want to savor this moment. I have four by eight beds and I want to plant an eight foot rows versus four foot rows. So what that means is I want to go vertically. So I have four rows that are eight foot instead of rows going horizontal. Am I saying that right? Horizontally. And mm, no, you want to, you want to plant the length of yeah. your garden bed versus the yeah. width of your garden bed and row. Yeah. So instead of doing, you know, in that way I can have long strands of it. And let me tell you that worked out. I got to censor myself. Amazing. It was exactly what I needed to do. And I will not move away from it ever again. It was perfect. It solved so many issues. It solved my planting issues. It solved my organizational issues. It gave me more produce. It was easier to take care of. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. It was exactly what I needed to do. Um, I am thoroughly happy with the way that worked out and um it, you know it was a it was different for me but as soon as i did it i could see the difference like as soon as things started coming up i could see the difference and it really hit me about april last year when i direct sewed my spinach in the front of my bed along the length of it mm-hmm. and i had a double row 8 foot long length of spinach and it was, I was going to harvest it at that time. I had already planted it. So first of all, it's easier to plant. But then when I would go out, I could just sit down in the bed. And because it's low growing, I put it in the front and I could just go along the row and clip mm-hmm. and clip all the way down the row instead of like, okay, and then I got to get up and kneel in the middle of the bed and all that stuff. So what it allowed me to do was put like in that specific bed, I had spinach And this is a little bit backwards, but this was the first time of doing this. So you have to understand I put in a drip system last winter after we did this. I did all of that. So, and I was 
putting in a drip system around plants that already existed is kind of a nightmare. So it was mm-hmm. kind of cobbled together, but I had the front row of spinach, then a row of um, cabbages, and then another two rows, two double rows of lettuce. And I legit was pulling out a basket of lettuce every other day, like heads of lettuce every single day. That was just easier for me to manage and take care of. And then I could get the bed emptied in time to put my sweet potatoes behind it. So that worked out really good. I was really happy with the way that turned out. Um, and I will be doing that henceforth until the cows come home, which I don't have any cows. So you know how long that's going to be. Yeah. And I think the orientation of the sun on your garden, you know, absolutely plays a role in why that was such a success just you yeah. know, beyond the functional bit of it. Um, so and I saw that all throughout your garden. And, you could and, notice it. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Um, just even the way when I you capture you working in the garden, I could see that, and then the way that the veggies were growing too. And that's one of those small things that you may not think of, but boom, you, you make the adjustment, and here you are. Yeah, I still stand, and I remember saying this like I don't know why it never occurred to me before. I had just always done it front to back, you know, and then you know the width of the bed. But then when I finally changed it, I was like, why? Why haven't I done this before? Like it just didn't make sense because I got that cedar that I use and it's just mm-hmm. I can drag it right down the line yeah no. I'm excited to get that bad boy right. out well good for you you know again something that um, that changes the way that you garden and changes you know not only the way that you physically garden but the way that your garden produces so good job there all right. My last goal was more intentionally share my garden with others. And this is basically beyond posting on the socials, beyond posting online. And I'll be very honest because I listened to this bit of the episode and I didn't, I was intentionally not specific, but I had something in mind. And the thing I had in mind, I didn't do. And I'm not going to go into detail about that. But, you know, he always helps you find the way. I unexpectedly had like probably a half a dozen different garden visitors, you know, that I had no plans on like spending time with in my garden. You're talking like hours of spending time. I was able to reconnect with some old friends. Um, so, and it was through kind of the, it, the starting point was sharing my garden with them. Um, I couldn't be happier. You know, I probably should open with this one because this was probably one of the biggest wins of the garden season last year. Um, so yeah, I just, it's, you know, a good time, you know, um, yeah, a good time. You're not going to make me cry. You're going to make yourself cry. You've already done it (laughs) once this episode. Let's do it twice. That's good. I, I, I like that. Um, it's, you know, it's one of those things and yours is kind of, you, you have a little bit of advertisement for yours in the front yard though. But a lot of people like myself, you know, it's in the backyard and it's your private place. But, you know, opening it up, to, it changes lives. You know, you, you let people see what's possible. Yeah. Um, I mean, every year I chat with people that like passers by every you year, know, but that every year that I'm out front, every day. <laughs> and it brings me joy, you know, um, and a, a lot like. 75% of that is the front yard flower bed. Yep. Uh-huh. Still bragging on it. Um, but that's one thing. And that's actually, I think I had that intention, like to bring that kind of joy because I've experienced that passing by other people's, um, you know, kind of plantings and flowers and such. Um, but this was a bit more specific and a bit more intimate. And that was my intention, you know, um, people that either had the desire to grow and wanted to spend some time talking about it or people that, you know, kind of, I've been watching the garden. I've been watching what you do, you know, come over, you know, and and I want to chat with you about it, you know? So, you know, I'm a talker and when people have ears to hear and then I have ears to listen because a part of what I also received from that was hearing the mind of a new gardener or a, a, um, you know, potential, a, a potential gardener, a future gardener. It's a different speak. Yeah. You know, it, it, it helps slow me down, you know, when it comes to like, when I talk to you, we speak the same language, Yeah, you know, and almost always we speak that language in this podcast, you know, so that was refreshing too. So yeah, good times, man. You know, it's, it's, in, so first of all, I, 
I talk to Batavia a lot more than I probably should. And this is how her mornings are. She'll be talking to me and we'll be talking like this and be like, I'll hear in the background, hey, I love your garden. Them flowers are beautiful. Did you plant those yourself? Like, yep. Uh-huh. 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 I sure did. Thank you. Thank you. Just she goes on and on. I'll be sitting there quiet for like five minutes having a full conversation with my man walking. The same guy, too. The same guy last year. He's always talking about your flowers. I don't know who it was, it's funny, but I like that guy. He was the same guy. And he was yeah, just, yeah. every time he came by, he was just as impressed as the first time he came by. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you know what? You kind of wrap it up on this note. It shows the progression of the garden. Yeah. It's so funny to me because at the beginning of the year when I'm out there slanging mulch, you know, wood chips and dirt and all that stuff, and people... And, you know you recognize people I have a list of names if I exchange names with you I put in my phone a short description you know because that, that's important to me um, and then there's some people that you know we may not exchange names but I recognize the face so I see them there's one lady that you know we yell back and forth from her car when she's driving by I'm like how your mama doing like yeah. I don't know her name but that's fine right so anyway um at the beginning of the year, April, May, things are planted, you know, and things are growing, but there's a lot of green. And so you almost, it's not impatient. It's like, oh, you know, are you going to be growing this year? Because they kind of look and say, all right, the weather is, is nicer and they're expecting to see something. I'm like, give me 90 days. Yeah. Come back in 90 days, you know, when you come back past. And so that guy you're talking about, you know, you could see it's like, you know, I, I felt like there was nothing happening. Then, you know, That's, I've heard I'm that. walking by today and it's I've heard it. And he's so surprised all the time. He's like, you did this yourself. I sure did. Man, it's just so beautiful. I love walking by here. You know, it, it's just all the time. So, you know, every, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. So, I mean, you know, it's it's, it's important to make a goal. Um, and I, I encourage everybody listening today to sit down and make a list of just a couple, you know, we make five goals and we obviously we have more, but these are the five that typically at the top of mind in winter that we want to do. Apparently Batavia is going to cheat this year and go revisit them. Um, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do, I'm going to stay the course cause I think it's more fun and it's, well, I like it too because it challenges me to say like what was important to me that year. Mm-hmm. And if mm-hmm. I going to stay the course throughout the year. Yeah. How serious were you about yeah, it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like I looking at mine and some of them might seem kind of trivial, but to me they were really important. I mean, you know, I had totally forgotten about growing more essential edibles because it became so important that it was just like routine at this point. Like it was on my mind. So, I mean, you know, think about that when it comes to, what you do this year. And, you know, my first goal when we started doing this was to grow all of my own plants from seeds. And here we are three, maybe four years later, and I'm still doing that, you know, so these goals become habits. And then, you know, my garden became more expansive and better and, you know, just in general. So everybody make those plans and check out the planter app and check out all the links below and all that good stuff. And, um, Everybody, I want you to do me a favor. I want you to sit down, get a pen and paper out, get a notebook, and think to yourself how you just learned to grow, and you're going to grow for change. See ya. Now you know why people feel like celebrating at harvest time. All over the world, people have feasting and good times when the crops have been gathered in. Thanks for checking out the show. If you like what we're doing and you'd like to support us, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash backyard gardens, or you can be an Apple subscriber. And in both of those, you'll get an extra episode every month. You can also make a one-time PayPal donation with the link below. And you can get all kinds of gardening gear, like t-shirts and mugs and cups from the link below at Teespring. And we have an Amazon store, which has all the products that we use and recommend in our gardens and it helps support our show and we also add to this list periodically so be sure to check it out periodically to see if there's anything that you need for your garden everything that you do including a like and a subscribe and even a review will help us learn to grow and grow for change see ya